All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a candle. Are we human because we gaze at the stars? Or do we gaze at them because we are human? When the stars were right, they could plumb the world to posters in the sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back listeners. Today we will be playing session 5 of Angel's Thirst from Cults of Cthulhu written by Chris Lackey, Mike Mason and friends and published by Chaosium. Who are you all playing and how are you today? How? I'm playing Adelaide Glifford and I've got my library card already. Brayden. Hey, Brayden, 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 playing the Bengal cat and now I'm in the market to sell my boat. I wonder if I should tell these uh, churchgoers that I know a guy. Noxicals. I am playing Thomas Tommy Cornell, and I'm dead chuffed. I got to use the Cockney rhyming slang Berkshire Hunt last session. <laughs> it was delightful. Lydia. Hi, I'm playing Johnny Webster, and I am staying way out of the water. And I am Fedra, your keeper for the day. And something smells fishy between these P.U.s. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's a double mm, pun. That's a good <laughs> punception. <laughs> <laughs> Noxicals, tell us what happened last time. The door flies open in Lombardo's office, and our party are confronted with a fearsome sight. Several humanoid creatures, scaly, wet-looking, with jagged teeth and fins, burst in and immediately disembowel one of Lombardo's goons, tearing through him like wet tissue paper. Lombardo starts screaming in panic as his men are torn limb from limb, and the terrifying fishmen turn their empty-eyed gaze towards him. Our heroes fall over each other trying to escape in the general melee. Shots are fired, paperweights are hefted, and windows and noses are broken, but they eventually manage to run from the building. Lombardo's final screams and empty threats echoing after them through the damp dockside air. The hotel offers some respite and a chance to try and make sense of what they've just witnessed. Plans are made for a potential research trip, but it is agreed that another visit to the Temple of the Society of the Angelic Ones is in order. Attending one of the services this time, a rare avoidance of soup-based shenanigans, the crew find the temple building thronged with worshippers. The main room feels almost cocoon-like despite its size, with strange curves and angles, and the altar is engraved with odd symbols. The service, led by an almost supernaturally luminescent young woman, is close to a standard Christian service, but with some subtle differences. References are made to the power of the elements, both watery and fiery, and the angels and the need to relight their spark is central in the readings. 
The congregation are even invited to ingest the body of the angelic ones when partaking of the sacrament. We rejoin our party in the middle of discussions with Louise Crosby, the temple manager, who is sharing some very strange interpretations of the Bible. We are left at a very important cliffhanger. The clipboard on one hand, the handshake on the other. She is She's asking you. She's holding a you. handshake. <laughs> She's holding all of your hands in her other hand. <laughs> <laughs> and she's waiting for you to sign your names in the congregation membership form. Da, da, da. Yeah, everybody wants to be a cultist until it's time to do the admin. Yeah. <laughs> True that. Although, is, is, this, is this our chance, right? Where, where is the other priestess right now? The the main priestess, Elsie um, slash Wilma. I mean, who are you looking for? Well, the the main priestess who we don't know what she's actually called. The very the very attractive woman who, with the underlighting that made her look like an angel. Oh, the one on stage. She disappeared. Yeah. She's gone. Does she, she doesn't look like she's going into the common room to eat biscuits with the plebs. No, but there no, is another official looking person around. In fact, she's uh, locked eyes with Louise and is, seems to be walking in your direction. Oh. Then I, th I think Tommy might sort of tip a sort of wink to Benji and say, uh, can, we, uh, can we talk about this more over the tea and biscuits? Because, I don't know, I am a little more than passingly interested. As you say that, and she kind of finally lets go of the clipboard and lets it fall by the side of her. This uh, woman in her 50s appears. She's quite attractive, quite short, white woman, conservatively dressed, graying hair pulled back into a tight bun. She says, Oh, hello. Who are these uh, people you're talking to here, Louise? Uh, my name is Wilma Cartwright. I am the... Holy Mother of this church, welcome. I don't believe I've seen you here before. Well, oh. that solves one mystery. Yeah, I'll say, uh, so are uh, all the ministers uh, women in this church. It's, uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, no disrespect, it's just unusual. Yeah, just uh, me and my daughter, Elsie. Do you frequent a different church usually? Where are you from? You don't seem to be from around here. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're uh, from across the pond, love. Oh, of course. And uh, what are your names? So, I don't suppose the Bengal cat has managed to extract himself from this group of people yet, has he? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping he's started to wander off so I don't have to introduce yeah. him and he can go uh, do he's his He's crawling cat. along the ceiling. <laughs> are we all finally going to learn his name? Oh, yeah. Smoke bomb. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> Can I roll a stealth to attempt to blend in with the crowd behind and keep going forward for the uh, the blood and the body of the angels? Okay. Yeah, go for it. Okay. And then I will also attempt to slip into a pew after that so I don't have to actually eat the stupid angel blood. <laughs> stupid angel, angel blood. <laughs> oh, I'm really good at stealth. I have rolled a fail. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Would you like to push it, or would you like to stay and give your name? <laughs> no. It's happening again. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Mr. Cat. <laughs> I will push the roll. If you fail, you will draw a lot of attention to yourself. Okay. Not necessarily positive. That's fine. I guess. <laughs> oh, famous last words. Oh, I've succeeded. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Goodness for that. Okay, you take an unorthodox way out. In fact, it's not towards the kind of sacrament, but it's towards the cookie room. <laughs> okay. And you manage to sneak away without being noticed as Wilma is asking everyone their names. So in terms of what Tommy's plan here is, he's going to spin this out as long as he can. He's going to go full flimflam merchant mm -hmm. and just, tr and you know, be charming and polite and nice and, oh, this is all unusual, isn't it? Oh, I'm just one of them silly foreigners. Um, <laughs> and um, to try and keep her and Louise Crosby as, as engaged as they can. Um, mm -hmm. In the hope that it, help, it affords Benji some uh, some space. Okay. She is happy to talk to you about whatever you chat about. She does ask you a lot of questions about yourself, what you do, what you do who you are, how you enjoyed the ceremony, and what, what brought you to there. What, what do you, how do you answer her questions? I think I would introduce everybody by my version of their first names. <laughs> so, Tommy, nice. Della, and Johnny. Um, I think... I think I would say that I uh, I do a little bit of this and a little bit of that, <laughs> and tip her a wink, which is true. <laughs> and and I think I would give our reason for being here that we're uh, yeah we're we're here seeking uh, seeking to purchase some art from the area. Um, my friend Della here is a connoisseur. I'm uh, somebody that helps her procure items. Items? What 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 kind of art uh, is that? Well, she likes all sorts, don't you, Della? Well, I dabble, you know, just a private collector. I'm into statuary at the moment. Oh, that is interesting. Yes, I heard there'd been some imports recently, and, you know, the scene in London grows so stale at this time of year. She raises an eyebrow and then kind of sets it back down. Ooh, uh, like what? Perhaps I might get something for myself. Oh, well, I'm not about to give away my sources, but uh, <laughs> if you uh, hear of anything, I mean, particularly interested, really, in sort of um, anthropologically derived, sort of, you know, tribal, um, pagan, religious even, sort of icons, statuettes, that sort of thing at the moment. I've got a... I'm having an extension put on the house, actually, just looking for a few pieces for it. I'm, I'm watching Will McCartwright like an absolute hawk during that. <laughs> yeah. That is quite interesting, as I have had an item similar to what you describe stolen recently. Oh, good grief. Oh, really? I know. It what? was quite heartbreaking, because it meant a lot to me and the church. What was the item? I can let you know if it pops up at auction, perhaps. Oh. Who'd steal from a church? That's bloody terrible. That's, that's, that's well dodgy, that. Well, they didn't steal it from here. I will be suing the shipping company, Lombardo Shipping, for uh, the loss of the items. Oh, you know them? No, no, but, you know, shipping companies, they're all the bloody same, aren't they? 
Hmm. So sorry. That's an absolute disaster. It is. It is so sad. I did, in fact, uh, purchase them from London. So it is interesting. Quite, quite a, quite a coincidence that uh, they seem to have brought you with them at a similar time, looking for similar things. <laughs> I can assure you that Della wouldn't travel in a crate with a statue. Nothing but first <laughs> class for her. Oh. <laughs> of course. Also, I wouldn't read too much into it. What, uh, what Della's not telling you is uh, she's looking for all that tribal stuff and what have you, but what she really likes is the slightly, you know... Oh. Slightly saucier stuff, you know. Johnny blushes. <laughs> she tells me it's classical. <laughs> I see. Well, to each their own. <laughs> Johnny blushes more. <laughs> so, an art collector, huh? Of the saucy kind. Well, you know, one likes to keep busy. Mm. Anyway, we were uh, we were by here the other day when there was a soup kitchen or something. It was absolutely hoaching. Oh. People told us that we ought to drop by for a service, that it was, um, you know, a bit special, a bit different. Yes, of course. It is. Did you see my daughter, Elsie? Oh, she was a very good speaker. Very, very good speaker. She is divine. You know, a human being touched by the angelic one, she is. She's special. Well, I mean, I certainly got that sense. Mm. Uh, touched by them, you mean? Uh, how, how do you mean, sorry? I couldn't you tell? There's something divine about her. Certainly a very uh, persuasive sermon, we thought. Yes. Quite different from the stuffy old C of E sermons I'm used to, anyway. Well, um, you may meet her if you like. I would be thrilled, I'm sure. I'd certainly like to tell her well done. She does tend to retreat into her quarters after the sermon, but sometimes I do bring... Uh, members of the congregation upstairs to say hello to her if you'd like to join me. Well, that'd be lovely, miss. Now, let's go to the the Bengal cat yeah. who's having milk and cookies. <laughs> yeah. He was he licking a bowl is. of cream. <laughs> well, I'm glad I escaped from there. Um, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> yeah. Time what, to chow down. What do you do? Is there any way for me to get around to a door that is locked that I haven't been through. <laughs> uh, you can start entering random doors, if you like. Number them for me, and I would like to hear your expression with each. <laughs> so I know which one to enter. <laughs> Psychology, the keeper. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the community room where the soup kitchen was, and from there you mm -hmm. see three doors. Two clearly lead to toilets, and one leads further into the temple. Okay, well, I'm going for the one that leads further into the building. Mm-hmm. You end up in a hallway, and there's a door to the right, and then there's a staircase going up the stairs. Up. Interesting. Can I... Oh, there's also another door oh. going into the kitchen, which is quite full of people okay. preparing stuff. Was the door that I just came through open or closed? It's open and it leads into the kitchen, so people are going back and forth from it. I'll uh, just walk past them and I'll quickly kind of move my head closer to the other closed door so that I can listen through it as I walk past it. So you don't open it? 
No, I'm just going to try and listen through it and then continue up the stairs if I don't hear anything significant. Yeah, it's you hear generic noises coming from the temple and the community room. There's nothing specifically drawing your attention to that room. Okay, I'll continue up the stairs. Okay. The stairs lead up to a long hallway that overlooks the temple room from above. Mm. There are also three doors to the other side. So someone looking up, if you're looking down, can see you from downstairs. Uh, is there like a enough of like a balcony that I can like duck down behind and crawl along? Yeah. Okay, I'll just do that. Yeah, there's one door right next to the stairs, then a second door further along, and one all the way down. Okay. No, like, churchy symbols above the doors? Not that you can see. I'll go for the furthest door right now. Okay. So, roll me luck. Oh god, I'm not very good at that. Oh, I fumbled. No! <laughs> oh no. You've got to be kidding me. Okay. Oh, I really don't like you, Brayden. Uh, uh, well, we'll go see what everyone else is doing briefly. That's fair. What did Brayden do in a former life, man? It's unbelievable. <laughs> this. Yeah, the punishment is raining down. So, shall we? So I think I'm going to assume that Tommy might have gone off upstairs or whatever. So I think I'll try and delay a little if I can. Not Tommy. I'm calling. I'm calling, <laughs> yeah, I'm calling Tommy. everyone Tommy now. I was so excited to give all of our names as variations on Tommy. I was going to be Tammy. It's going to be great. <laughs> Tommy, Tammy, Tommy. So, so yeah, I think Tommy will try and delay a bit um, and say, "Oh yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd love to meet her. She must be, uh, she must be exhausted right now, though, right?" And I don't want to sound rude, but I heard there might be tea and biscuits. Oh. Is it possible to grab some of those before we go anywhere? You know how much we uh, like tea on our side of the pond. I mean, I understand what you're saying, and if you don't want to meet her, that's okay. She is a precious gem, and there are many other people here that would love to meet her. No, no, we'd be, we'd be very interested, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Sorry, love I'm- to meet her. Not saying your daughter's less exciting than tea. I was you know, <laughs> just trying to get a cuppa. That's all. We're English. <laughs> tea is is kind of a thing for us. Yeah. Well, I will wait for you by the stairs. Then you go and get your teas. Uh, that sounds that sounds great. Thank you very much. I I, I really would like to. Um, I don't know. Is it is it appropriate to shake a priestess by the hand? Is that normal? Of course. Please. She gives you a hug. Oh, crikey. It's very different over here. <laughs> Priest tried to hug me in the UK, I'd give him a slap. <laughs> <laughs> Think of me as as, uh, as your grandmother. <laughs> Just a wise and caring old figure. It's what I am to be for my followers. Well, much obliged. I will be with you in just a minute. Now get your cookies. So, so you... She leads you to the back of the temple so that you don't get stuck with people. She opens up the door and you pass through a a small room behind the altar. There's communion items, incense, linens, and then a second door and you're at a hallway, the stairs going up. It's like a door next to you and then a door further down. It says uh, the tea and biscuits should be all the way over to that side. I'm just going to uh, pop upstairs and then come find you in a little bit. 
And I don't think this is the way that Benji went, do I? I don't think he went behind the altar, because he would have been seen if he'd done that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, in which case, that's fine. <laughs> so, I don't need to stall anymore. Um, yeah. Polite presentries. We'll be back in a minute. And she starts going up the stairs. No. Uh-oh. No. Oh, dear. But it's not the same stairs. It is exactly the same stairs. They just went a different way. <laughs> oh, well, it's the same second floor, but it's not literally the same. No, it's set of stairs. literally the same set of steps. Yeah. Oh Uh-oh. shit. Yeah, they just went through a different door to the same hallway. Oh no. <laughs> a port. <laughs> a port. You don't know that, of course. How do we catch shit? Oh, Benji. Oh, he, um, and he, I've forgotten about his fumble. Oh my lord. Oh no. <laughs> yep. It's going to happen regardless. Oh, no. I'm dead. I'm going to play my children. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Your, Your wife, maybe? Um, no, all three kids in a trench coat. <laughs> yeah. Every single one. Three children, a cat and a dog in a trench coat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the entire Benji family. Yep. So, with your fumble, Mr. The Bengal Cat, <laughs> you are... Please. That's my father's name. <laughs> <laughs> what role did you fumble? <laughs> luck. A luck roll. Yeah. You are contemplating the door you're going to enter, but as you're still making your way there, Wilma walks up the stairs. You hear a voice behind you that says, Can I help you, young man? Are you lost? Oh, God. And I'm crawling on the ground <laughs> as well. <laughs> Are you are you hurt? <laughs> She's giving you an out, man. You've got to pretend to be like I don't know, in a fugue state or something. I'm just practicing the caterpillar. <laughs> I dropped my contact lenses. <laughs> up, yes. They fell Disposable up ones not having yet been invented. I that's a great idea, Leah. Um I seem to have lost my glasses. Can you help me? I can't find them anywhere. I've been crawling around for <laughs> minutes. Nice. Roll me a fast dog. Oh, I've got 25% in that. A bit better than base. You got this. Nice. If you're anything like me, then you realise that on your face. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a hard one as well because she's got good psychology. Okay. Alright. I failed. Of course. Benji, no. I remember you from earlier. You seemed fine. You weren't wearing glasses. What um, What are you doing up here? Are you looking for my daughter? Uh, I must admit, yes, I was taken aback by her words before. <laughs> Something about the way she said the things. <laughs> Oh my god. This, this is another fast talk. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Are you pushing it? Who <laughs> do? Who to say, um. Well, there's no, nothing I can say that isn't a lie, so I guess I am pushing it, Anna. <laughs> Other than just running away. It's <laughs> okay. Keep going. I'll have a. I'll, I'll see what I can do for you. Okay. Um. I will admit that I was raised Jane, if you could believe it, in India. And something about your religion here is just so captivating. 
I needed to speak to your daughter. Something about the way she speaks. The, there's weight in her words. She knows something. Mm, yes. Something that the others don't, and he'll look down on the people waiting for their communion. She is special. You're right. Well, I was about to go get your friends to meet her. Perhaps you can stay and also meet her if you like. Yes. Yes. Come with me. Okay. Let's <laughs> go. Cool. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Brayden. Uh. <laughs> and you... She takes you back and you walk down the stairs and you wait for a bit at the bottom until everyone else arrives with your tea and biscuits. It and you see Wilma with... Stuff. Oh, she asks you a lot of questions about yourself. At this point, you've told her about your children, about your wife. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Anything. I tell her all lies. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, you have already failed your fast talk. So you can yeah, see she's getting to irritated. Okay. I'll tell her as little detail as possible. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hmm. Well, since you won't talk to me, maybe you'll talk to my daughter, Elsie, and her wonderful presents. She's giving us presents? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you say when you arrive? <laughs> No, I think I'll probably say, Oh, hello, Benji. I didn't get you a cuppa. That's all right. So here's your friend. <laughs> I was just on my way to meet uh, Elsie. And uh, this lovely lady bumped into me and thought we could all go together. How convenient is that? <laughs> Splendid notion. Why not? And you go back upstairs, and you go outside <laughs> the same door you were uh, outside before, Bengal, and she unlocks the door and opens it. Inside is some sort of, um, I don't know, this room has the look of and feel of an ancient Greek temple. It has uh, fake pillars and a small altar. And a prayer mat lies on the floor in front of the altar, where you can see Elsie, the young woman, giving the speech earlier, praying on the ground. Is she, she's, like, prostrate? Like... She's bowing. Okay. She's not, like, literally, like, lying on the ground or anything. <laughs> no. She unlocks and breezes into the room without knocking, and then says, These people want to talk with you, Elsie. Oh, hello. She says and she stands up. Nice to meet all of you. Is, does she appear markedly less articulate than she did downstairs? Is, is she dazed and confused or just uh You can't you can't pick up on anything like that. Okay. Righto, just an impression then. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Um we're uh very pleased to meet you. We were rather um uh, taken. Uh, by your, uh, servant downstairs, stirring stuff, what? Oh, uh, thank you. Elsie, don't be rude. Ask these people their names and where they're from. Oh, I'm very sorry. Uh, and, and you are... Have you travelled far? Oh, uh, honestly, it's, uh, it's completely understandable. You, uh, well, 
You did a very good job. I, I found your sermon very moving. You must be very tired. Uh, I'm Tommy. This is my friend Della, Benji, Johnny. Uh, we're uh, here all the way from England. Um, although, uh, no offence, we didn't come especially for your sermon. Oh. Well, that's okay. Elsie, ask the people where they came here. Ask them about their hometowns. Oh, Elsie would love to travel. She'd like to know all about where you're from. Uh... Yes, that sounds that sounds nice. This is as weird as it sounds, right? Just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can we <laughs> psychology? I'm getting a real toddlers and tiaras vibe here. Elsie or Wilma? Both. Mm. Two different psychologies. Elsie. Yeah. I would like to psychology Elsie. Yeah. Is she in danger? Yeah, blink twice if your mum is holding you hostage and making you run a cult. Well I failed on Elsie. I can spend luck. Yeah? But I don't want to. Oh no. I just got a 99. I've passed on Wilma. You got a 99 over... <laughs> can uh, people please stop fumbling? We cannot and will not. <laughs> my psychology is 44, so that oh, is our no. third fumble of the episode, is it? Oh, gravy. I have terrible news. I only have base 10 psychology and I rolled 96. Could you <laughs> not? Fumbles. Oh my god. <laughs> oh jeez. I spend luck. I'll spend luck on Elsie, god damn it. Please, <laughs> Mr. Cat. I passed on Wilma. Okay, oh my so... God. Wilma is really interested in knowing more about you and she's trying to get Elsie to ask you questions about yourselves. But does she... Is it quite expressly, like, she wants Elsie to ask us? I guess what I'm trying to get to is, is she essentially saying, Elsie, you ask them the questions because you have magic truth powers or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if you can glean that for the normal psychology role. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can. I mean, that's one of the things it says in the book. Psychology can determine magic truth powers. We need all the help we can get at this point. We do. Be nice. Although I yeah. did just succeed on the second role. So, well, uh, uh, you've already fumbled, so I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I, I get, in which case, I guess, can I get a sense of whether she has more motive for getting Elsie to ask us than just she's interested? Like, is she expressly getting Elsie to ask us rather than just, oh, well, Elsie's a good excuse for me to find out more about these people? Well, you can tell that do, she's do you know very I mean? proud of Elsie and she's proud to be showing her off and she feels like she's very special. Okay. All right, it's still weird. For your success with Elsie, she seems to be a bit scared of her mother, and she seems a bit, like, unwell, like, tired, but more tired than you'd expect. Maybe a bit, like, maybe you can tell from her behavior that she's feeling a bit ill in an unusual way. Mm-hmm. And you notice that she... Every once in a while, touches her belly. Oh boy. Oh. She's pregnant with the beast. Yeah. Yes. Oh Possibly boy. a fishman beast. Now, all of you who fumbled, mm-hmm. you are mesmerized by Elsie and her vibe. She's so beautiful. You cannot help yourselves by sharing as many truths about yourselves as you can. You give her book recommendations, you tell her what you do with your spare time. Talk about your families. You talk about, you know, everything that means a lot to you. You feel like if you share yourselves with her, oh, no. she will finally absolve you and set you free. So, 
It's those magic truth powers. <laughs> got, the, got it out of you one way or another. Fumbles, mm-hmm. fumbles, man. Oh, God. Yeah. So she's going to be officiating our wedding. <laughs> yeah. Emphasis on the fish in officiating. <laughs> yeah, you ask her to be, you try to book her. I've also <laughs> never heard a keeper say all of you who fumbled. <laughs> yeah, right. You're yeah. right. That's simply not, I'm not on. That's never happened. I mean, Tommy oh. will try and run interference. He'll try and be like, come on, Della, you don't want to bore this poor lady with the ins and outs of your sock drawers. <laughs> what are you, you doing? You can't stop, however. <laughs> no, I know. I think we're going <laughs> to we're gonna holler right over you. Johnny's oh, going to tell her all about Samson the cat and about how he once had this really weird dream about <laughs> where he went to this city and there were all these cats in the city and he, <laughs> and he helped this kitten who somebody was trying to hurt this kitten and he helped him and he punched the guy. And now, for some reason, every cat he sees really likes him. And he's going to tell all about <laughs> how he got uh, Della's purse back from the lion at the zoo. And I'm explaining all about my difficult relationship with my mother, and I'd like to be close to her, but I just feel like she, you know, when she cheated on my father, she really betrayed the family, and I'm not even sure I want her at the wedding, and it's a whole thing. Yeah, and Johnny never feels like he's quite good enough for Della, and his mum knows it, and because he's not clever, and he's not rich, and he's not from a good family, and he doesn't have the right accent, and he just feels sometimes like it's doomed. But he loves her. He really, really loves her. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe chasing this green statue down is a bad idea. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't. We don't need to go that far. Surely. <laughs> Benji, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Didn't you say it? She's got the magic truth powers. <laughs> she said that in front of her. That's, that's what I got from my successful psychology role. It says I can get that in the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, geez, how do they respond to that? To what? Do you actually said it? Well, the stuff we talked about. Oh. They're just absorbing it. They're like, yes, yes, wonderful. We're just having a great time. <laughs> well, um, this is nice. Uh, <laughs> I suppose we ought to be uh, letting you rest. You look very tired, miss. Takes a lot uh, out of you, that kind of public speaking, I imagine. I've never been any good at public speaking myself. Uh, yes, uh, thank you. Oh, very well. Um, I will lead you out. You must be very proud. Of course I am. I am her mother. And then she Psychology. <laughs> is she her mother? <laughs> is she her mother? <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> Lombardo was her mother. <laughs> <laughs> After having heard everything you said, um, those of you who passed your psychology role with Elsie, you see that she kind of looks at you more intensely as you go, as if She's hoping that you don't, but then she lets. She doesn't say anything. Okay, she's a prisoner. Mm. Looks at looks at us like imploringly, or a little bit, yeah. Interesting. And then you go out, and Wilma leads you outside as the service ends, and everyone leaves, and the church close. The temple closes for the morning. What an odd encounter. I thought she was very nice. Yeah, you what? could really talk to the her. hell were you doing? You told her everything. She's a good listener. 
Yeah. I mean, she's not, just. Really she doesn't know listener. why we're here. She just. I don't know. No, I, she, she just. She just knows your 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 bloody knicker elastic size. <laughs> I was only to that sort of. How talk. many boyfriends you'd had before Johnny? You know where to send any correspondence. Well, just in case you want to stay in touch. I mean, Della's a modern woman. Look, a good priest is nothing to shake a stick at, all right? I haven't had an experience quite like that in a church in some time. Yeah, totally. And yeah, she should totally officiate at our wedding when we get married. <laughs> I don't even know if well, we were engaged or anything, but I guess we are now. I don't think yeah. we were, but I guess now they have an understanding. I guess yeah, they do that thing where they're just like looking at each other there we are. and not saying it. Can I just check? Have the pair of you gone crackers? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh no, but we should get some of those biscuits. I don't know. I haven't done a sand roll this episode yet. <laughs> Stop breaking the fourth wall and answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> I I just felt like I could open up to her, you know. I personally didn't feel there was anything devious going on, not with her. Really? Well, she just seems like she's trying to lead a congregation. Why? She didn't seem well. She wasn't quite as sparkling as she was down on the pulpit, was she? Well, I'd be tired as well. Yeah, it takes a lot out of you, I would think. That tired? Well, I, I saw the look in my wife's eyes, the same look that she had. I think she's pregnant, the way she was grabbing her stomach. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, my word, oh. really? Oh, I, d I didn't see a wedding ring. Did I see a wedding ring? No. Oh. oh, well, you must be mistaken then, surely. I mean, anyone might touch their tummy. Probably hungry couldn't help but get the sense that she did not want to be there but she was terrified of her mother did you did. pick up on that too tommy uh, not as well as you did but that look she gave us as we were leaving there was a certain i don't know question wasn't there yeah oh dear so I'm, I'm glad you felt able to open up could i suggest that perhaps we don't tell potential <laughs> bad guys exactly where we live in future well hardly a bad guy but all right all right i thought she was nice sure she was lovely but we still don't know that she doesn't have fish men in the basement well, i suppose her mother did seem a bit of a rum sort <laughs> yeah a bit maybe a bit pushy but you know she's probably just proud of her probably just one of those helicopter parents <laughs> well yes mothers you know <laughs> so what exactly are we doing now I'm assuming you weren't able to find anything out on your uh, little sojourn. Yes, how did that go? No. <laughs> oh, quite terribly, actually. I crawled <laughs> around and Wilma immediately came up behind me. I thought you guys were distracting her. Come on. <laughs> we were distracting her. We distracted her for ages. I even made some excuse about tea and biscuits. It takes a while to crawl on your belly <laughs> upstairs and then all across an entire I'm picturing, I'm picturing the Bengal cat climbing the stairs like a snake now. <laughs> Snaking up the stairs. I have a pretty clear understanding of the layout of the place now, though, I think. I don't know what is behind some some doors, but I'm, I mean... But I know there's upstairs. <laughs> we at the very least know where else he is. There's an upstairs area. There's four or five rooms up there, maybe. <laughs> Is that right, Keeper? Probably. Um. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't all a bust. We learned some things. Benji, how long has it been since you had a successful raid, mate? Because <laughs> you're not on form at the moment, are you? Let's be honest. <laughs> 
Adelaide is definitely reconsidering her hiring policies. This man came highly recommended. I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm the most successful art thief that you've ever met. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, big fish in a small pond, I guess, but I need to toss him back for the next raid. I'll look apologetically. He's normally very good. Yes, I'm sure. Well, when push comes to shove, I will perform, I guarantee. <laughs> There's been something wrong with this the last few days. I don't know what it is. Anyways. Something in the water, I've no doubt. But we shan't be needing your skills for the moment, I suppose. We're heading to the, what, the newspaper offices or the library first, do we think? Was well, that the plan? We're going to try and find out a bit more about this weird church? Well, the church, or, um, I don't know, I think the church might be on the up and up, but, um, you know, local legends, strange creatures, that sort of thing. There must be sightings. Yeah, I want to know what those weird things were. Well, no, I wasn't even there for the, when she told you about suing Lombardo, which was very open. Well, we already knew that, didn't we, from Lombardo? Yeah, he was, Lombardo had said mm. that she was going to sue him for losing it. And we got the sense that she was... She like she genuinely had lost it, right? She wasn't like, oh, I lost it. I'm just because why would she be filling us with a sort of random cover story for something we don't know anything mm. about? Yeah, that's didn't, true. Didn't Lombardo think that she'd stolen it and was just kind of doing a lawsuit to try and cover it up? Yeah, Lomb Lombardo was quizzing us because he saw us breaking into the warehouse badly, <laughs> and um, sorry, that was it wasn't that wasn't meant to be as pointed as it sounded. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I'm gonna have a dig. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Just jab that elbow in a bit more, poor brain. <laughs> yeah. But um, and so he assumed that we might be something to do with her stealing the statue. But she didn't. She seemed as though she genuinely had had the statue stolen. Is that a fair assumption, keeper, or, or was she dodgier than that? I ain't saying nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't giving you nothing. <laughs> That's kind of how it came off. Yeah, we could break back in, ask Elsie. Elsie seems like the sort that would tell us some things if we rescue her and take her away. Yes, she seemed honest as anything. And how would we manage that? Well, you see, I break in successfully through the <laughs> skylight with the latch on the roof. Lapel down. <laughs> Rappel. Lapel. Lapel. Right down on your lapel. Rappel. Well, if you think you're up to it, I... No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> also, if he gets caught, arrested, or dies, we're going to have to actually buy a ticket well, home. That's not really what I'm afraid of. It's that I was rather hoping you could help me procure a certain statuette. And it seems to me that if you're going to get yourself caught breaking into unrelated <laughs> churches, then perhaps it wasn't such a fantastic idea to bring you right the way oh, across the I world. Mean, Excuse me, ma'am, but we are currently following a lead that we're just helping some lady. You don't have solid evidence of the item being here whatsoever. We're going off of <laughs> wives, wives' tales and fantasy. My look, dear look, look, sir! Look, 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 both of you, both of you, there's no point turning on each other, all right? Let's look at what we wives know. Wives' tales, indeed. Oi. <laughs> Della. He's butcher, isn't he? I keep I keep thinking of butcher every time he speaks. Oh, from the boys. <laughs> yeah, it's Oi. true. I know, bit. It's, it's not on purpose, but yeah, I've I've noticed as well. <laughs> so listen, Della. <laughs> what do we know? Right? 
Vestacci went missing, right? Lombardo didn't know where it had gone. He thought we had something to do with it. He thought the creepy church people took it. The creepy church woman randomly decided to share with us that she'd had a statue stolen. Some fish people turned up and they were very set on taking Lombardo. That to me suggests that the statue has been stolen, not by the church, and the fish people are something to do with the church. It's a bit of a leap, but it makes as much sense as anything else that's happened. Maybe the fish people want the statue. Maybe they thought it was there, and it wasn't. And they just took Lombardo as some sort of consolation prize? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is me being, you know, prejudiced against fish people, but <laughs> I'm assuming that they hadn't, you know, read the shipping manifests and stuff. For me, if they were there, they were sent by somebody, you know, without gills. Mm. Could be. Um, I don't know. I mean, the church, she, that woman did say she was suing. It seems rather odd to pursue legal manoeuvres and also send in your guild henchman. Does it? Well, I feel like, um... It's going to be tough to sue a man you've had abducted. That's true. So who stole it? Could be a third party, that's all I'm saying. It seems like it was a third party stole the statue. Perhaps it's a fourth party uh, sent in these fish creatures. I'll grant you it's a tangled web, but I, I don't see any reason to implicate the church. It's unusual, certainly, but nothing fish-related. Well, let's go do some investigation then, I suppose, at the library. I'm just hoping some library-use roles make some sense of something because I legit don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay, I have mentioned some options. For um, research. Yeah. So Let's go to the Civil House or whatever it was called. Um, Civic it, House, was it? Is it like the Hall of the Records? Civic? Depends on what you're looking for, I guess. I guess the county court would tell us about any legal proceedings she's initiated, but I don't know how useful that is. I mean, metagame-wise, we should just go everywhere and talk to every NPC. Hmm. I mean, if you're researching the society, there will be the records of the society there. Right. There's only two real routes of, of investigation that make sense to us, right? One of them is looking into the church. I mean, anything about the people that own it, the building, you know, anything about its history, any mention of the society of the angelic ones or whatever they're called, that seems worth following up. And then there's trying to look up local legends of weird fish things. Mm. I suppose we could also look into Lombardo, but I mean, I don't think it's going to tell us anything except that he he, he might have been suspected to be a mafia boss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's true. In which case, people are not likely to talk about him. Yeah, but we could look for his name in you know in newspapers and. Records. I'm happy to allow generic research. You can make. A couple of rolls, and then I can tell you how long it takes and what you find out. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't want to have to make up random stuff that are not in the book. Are you sure we shouldn't have to break into every one of these places unnecessarily? <laughs> fumble our way through a load of NPC interactions. <laughs> All right. Are we going to do some basic shoplifting so Benji can get some confidence? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> he has to do the tutorial level again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering for the fish people, is there a zoo in Los Angeles? Because we could like go and talk to somebody there about aquatic life. And oh, also, we've heard 
stories of somebody, some drunken old fisherman said he once saw a fishman, but ha ha ha, that couldn't possibly be right. Tell us all <laughs> your local folklore. I don't have a zoo in my notes, I'm afraid. I'm okay. not sure yeah. <laughs> it exists. Do you have a, a local fishologist? That's definitely a real thing, right? We could go yeah. to the aquarium and just stare, glare at every tank and see. <laughs> see who glares back. Can we go intimidate on every fish in the aquarium? Tell us, tell us everything you know. Just like start punching the fish. I'd like a library use and another skill, either also library use or a skill that has to do with how you'd research something. Both. Controversially, I've got library use 50, despite being a little toe rag. Oh, oh not bad. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm assuming you're doing better, though. Uh, I've got a 60. I went to university and whatnot. So, first roll is library use. What's the other roll? Hope. I've rolled 73 on library use, so that's just fan-freaking-tastic. So you failed library use. I certainly did. My <laughs> other helpful skill besides being rich is um occult knowledge really i've got pretty solid history but occult like if i'm looking specifically into um local legends i feel like as an occult researcher i'd have a knowledge of how to like filter through just the sort of the the like badly printed tuppany like gutter press you know whatever equivalent of, of my husband was abducted by flying saucer style of thing i'd be able to filter through that to try and find the um you know better legends of the area i've got decent history and decent library use as well if you want to take the occult angle could tommy take the you know local records angle with one of those two brilliant local records yes okay do you want well they're both the same they're both 50 so it's Roll, sort of irrelevant. Uh, library use we definitely need in the library use. Come on, okay, that's me. 31 versus 50. Oh, God. Oh, employee of the month. <laughs> hey. Okay. Just for a laugh, I'm going to roll the library use, even though it's not Johnny's Let's forte. Go. Oh, phew. That's, that's <laughs> not high enough for another fumble, is it? Not. <laughs> no. <laughs> just a. Just uh, I've got a hard success fumble. on a cult. Just. That's 30 under 60. But you're giving me that face, which means there's nothing occult to be discovered whatsoever, and nobody's ever seen a fish person anywhere in or near LA. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, so the whole search takes you quite a long time, probably a better part of the day. So if you went to the 9am congregation, then you left at around midday, then you're done with your research around 5pm, during which you found... The following information. Here's an info dump. Get excited. Whoop, whoop. The Society of the Angelic Ones was registered as a religion in 1919. Wilma Cartwright is the founder. It filed to build a place of worship on uh, in the area known as St. Mark's Island in Venice, California. Uh, the construction of a temple was completed in 1920. And the architect is listed as Jill Donovan. His address is on the record, and also his building's plans are on the file. So you get a floor plan. Yes, <laughs> perfect. Ah. Did you say Jill Donovan, but it was a guy? Yeah, Gil. So that'd be Gil? <laughs> yeah, would be Gil, I would guess. Short oh my god, Gil. Oh no. Oh my god, his name's Gil. Oh god, <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> yeah. 
Searching old newspapers mentions uh, the society in the 1920s as well. Would someone like to read us the newspaper? Who was it that passed the library roll? Was it Tommy? It was indeed Tommy. Go for it. Society of the Angelic Ones. The new Society of the Angelic Ones is certainly making a mark in Venice, having recently finished the construction of a new temple building on a vacant plot situated on St Mark's Island on the Altair Canal. The Society's founder, Mrs Wilma Cartwright, took a few moments out of her busy schedule to explain the work and beliefs of the congregation, saying that the church's goal is to improve the lives of its members and is a place where they can connect with the divine angels of God. Mrs Cartwright believes that God's angels watch over us all, and that by following the good word, we can fill ourselves with good grace to benefit not only our souls, but also our day-to-day -day life. We are all God's servants, said Mrs Cartwright, and we must endeavour to spread our angelic wings to do good works for our fellow man. Indeed, the Society of the Angelic Ones has begun a drive to provide soup kitchens for the poor of the city, which Mrs Cartwright explained is just the start of her church's mission to help all, no matter their sins or predicament, and that everyone is welcome at the new temple. We offer salvation for those who strayed from the path of righteousness, Mrs Cartwright added. For those wanting to hear more of what Mrs Cartwright is offering, public services take place on Wednesdays and Saturdays at 6pm, as well as 9am and 6pm on Sundays. I mean, that doesn't tell us a lot that we didn't already know, really, does it? But, uh, I don't know, that's a slightly more palatable version of what we were being told by old Louise Crosby, isn't it? Yeah, most definitely. She was a bit more out of left field. Looking into Wilma Cartwright, you find some information about her and her past. Her original name was Clark. She was born in Stillwater, Oklahoma in 1870. Uh, she's been living in Los Angeles since 1907. She has three children, Elsie, Paul and Christina. Stephen Clark is recorded as the father. Wilma Clark is the widow of Stephen Clark of Beppo Bay, Oregon. The death certificate of Stephen Clark records him as being lost at sea during a fishing voyage in 1906. Wilma Cartwright is the widow of John Cartwright, a wealthy Los Angeles businessman. So widowed twice. Mm-hmm. They were married in 1908, and John Cartwright's death recorded two years later in a swimming accident with a coroner's verdict of accidental death. Death by water, twice. That's not <laughs> suspicious at all. Wilma Cartwright's daughter Elsie married Benjamin Gold in 1917. Elsie was 16 years old at the time of her marriage, while Gold was 45. Yeesh. Uh, Benjamin Gold died of a heart attack in 1918, 12 months after his marriage to Elsie Cartwright. Wilma Cartwright has a home at 82 Maple Drive, Beverly Hills. Wilma Cartwright is registered as operating a spiritual consulting practice and is the founder of the Society of the Angelic Ones. And that is all. We got an address and a floor plan. I'm mm. very interested in this Gil Donovan, the architect. He sounds like somebody we should look up. <laughs> Gil Donovan, oh my word. It could be it could be called like Gil Fishman or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. So it could be like... <laughs> yeah, certainly it was a very weird building, right? That was a big part of the description was how it felt strange and cocoon-like, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, weird angles. Mm -hmm. So curves, yeah. curves. No one likes them mm -mm. in a building. Yeah. Can't trust curves. No nah. squares or nothing. 
And of course, uh, yes, you can see in the handout that is very pretty, pretty circular in its floor plan. Um, I put it on the Discord. And you can mm. kind of see how the kitchen has no door. But that is information to talk about more next time. Oh, no. As we have now reached the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Lydia, Hal, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, please consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash a right, where you get access to episodes a week early. And don't forget, each one of you can get 10% off your next purchase on chaosium.com using the code STARS10. That is the word STARS and the number 10, STARS10, one use per customer only. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cold Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaride.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, let's take a moment to read out one of our latest reviews. If you'd like your own review read out on the show, go to starsaride.com forward slash reviews where you can find links to all the platforms you can rate us on. Will said, great actual plays. This podcast is very well produced and features a great cast. I particularly enjoyed their playthrough of Good Vibes Only. Highly recommended. Thank you so much for your review, Will.